Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Hey guys, I'm Casey Boat and you are listening to Door Bumper Clear. Brett is finally back this week and Hello. here to tell you all about Clint Boyer's birthday on a yacht. He and TJ will also cover the difficulty of passing at Pocono, Kyle Larson sliding in front of Clint Boyer, drivers using less brake than ever before, hybrid race cars, and plenty more. Let's get this show on the road. I'm TJ Majors. This is Brett Griffin. Get ready. Be ready. Be ready. Give me what you got here. New leader. I'll watch out for this guy. White flag. Recognize. Go low. Go low. Clear. Bring home. Hey everybody, I am TJ Majors and uh, we have a special guest today. I'm back. This is what he used to do to me when I would miss a show. I forgot what the studio looked like. I tell you what though, this table, it didn't get any smaller while I was gone. (laughs) It did not. You know how many people could sleep on this table? What? Yeah, this is... How many do you think, Casey? I mean, it depends on the size. If we're talking my size, maybe four. Four. Fourteen <laughs> of you. Oh my gosh. What yeah. if I'm like in 28 a ball? if we doubled up. <laughs> four more than four you could fit right here. I'm probably the t- the table is probably <laughs> you guys are the worst. The table Positioning is Positioning is key in this uh, mathematical equation. Taller than me. If I were to like lay on it, it's taller. So just well, you're to going to midget week this week. How many midgets can fit on this table? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Brett. What's up? Uh, How you been, Jason? <laughs> How's college? You out for the summer? Yeah, college is over. Yeah. Just to get all his jokes now, in Jason now. Jason couldn't fit it. a lot of people on this table because Jason's no. tall. How tall are you, Jason? 6'2". Oh, I want to hear all about this trip. <laughs> yeah. Your vacation problems trip. Well, my biggest vacation problem I didn't tweet about because I didn't really know how to say it, but I have severely injured my ass. <laughs> uh, like yeah. I, I have... Uh, all right. I have a... <laughs> Well. <laughs> and I still don't know how to explain it, but I jumped off you the top of the boat. You might want to. <laughs> the top of the boat was about 30 foot off the water. Oh, that's a long way. Well, yeah, apparently. So I jumped off the top. And that's when three I, stories. And when I jumped off the top. You went butt first. I, I, I did. Oh. And I didn't really realize it because I was kind of scared, you know, because it was at night. There were sharks all around the boat, and that's a true story. I mean, I got pictures of the sharks. So when I hit the water, pow. And I was like, God, it felt like Say water again. It, I don't. They felt like uh, water. You ever seen Ric Flair smack somebody on the chest, like yeah, with a slap? I felt like he slapped my ass. <laughs> well, but but I was like, that's kind of funny. Like <sighs> I pop, the next morning, I woke up and I have severely injured the bottom of my tailbone. <laughs> like my ass hurts, bruised, legitimately. Is that why hurts. you're sitting yeah. slanted right now? <laughs> you're just 
Casey, it hurts. I don't think people understand how hard water is. When wow. you, like it's, oh yeah, you jump into a pool. Yeah, you don't feel anything. You get about 15 feet up, that's when it starts getting serious. I, I, I saw a guy, ironically, <laughs> we were out in Clint's area, jump off the side of this house into a lake. And it was probably 40, 50 feet. Yeah. I'm, 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 I got up there and I'm like, I'll do it. Up. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Not happening. I did and, it at uh, night and I thought it was funny. And then I woke up the next morning and I'm on about, about day five of my ass killing me. I mean, it truly, <sighs> for people that have ever sat on those donut looking things like, yeah, that like I've made fun of my whole life, I'll never make fun of them again. Like, I wish I had a donut thing. You can get those at Walgreens, you know. Um, but, but otherwise, man, it was uh, fun. We flew into Nassau. We jumped on a boat. We swam with pigs. We swam with sharks. We bruised our asses. And uh, it was a really chill, chill time, to be honest with you. I will say this, though. They busted out some bottles of Cristal for, uh, for the birthday party. Some, you said you straight wasted them. Someone really wealthy was, uh, was, was bringing those. It wasn't me. And I grabbed them and started chugging them like Stone Cold. I had one in each hand. Boom. And he's like, hey, this things are like 2500 a piece. I'm like, good, take my picture. <laughs> that was probably the highlight of my trip. Hurt my ass and chugging champagne like Stone Cold. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it sounds pretty amazing. And the pictures of the water and stuff look If you, I'm telling you, every human in America, well, I guess all over the world, we'll, we won't hold this exclusive to Americans. Every person needs to see the Exumas. It is absolutely gorgeous. I had no idea. I'm not a big warm weather guy. I don't like to sweat. I don't like to be hot. I don't like to lay on a beach. That's not my idea of fun. I like like winter sports, water sports, right? It is so freaking pretty. I told TJ, like, he's got to get his stuff right, get his resources in order, and, and go down there, man, because it is freaking gorgeous. I own so much of Disney right now. It's uh, going to be hard for me to get to the Exumas, knowing that um, – I don't even who I don't even know what my wife has spent at Disney already this year. Probably I don't want to know either. Where is the Exumas geographically? It is in the southern part of the Bahamas, so about a hundred miles south of Nassau. So did you stay on the boat? So you could fly from Fort Lauderdale directly to the Exumas, a small runway, or you can fly to Nassau and get on a boat and go down there. Yeah, you said you went to the Atlantis too, and then you ended yeah. up there at the last day or something. Yeah, went to the Atlantis, which I've had a lot of people speak highly of. Um, I, did you walk through the aquarium and stuff there? We did, yeah. 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 Did you get on any slides? Did not. The big slide was closed. Plus, oh. my ass was already hurting. <laughs> well, I they got the straight down slide there. I couldn't have slid down one. anything. The yeah. one that came out of like the cave, the straight down, it was closed. Yeah, that's the one that went through the sharks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. You get, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You get on that water slide, and there's like the the shark tanks on both sides of you, and it's kind of neat. I wonder why it was so, closed. Yeah, it's cool. The Atlantis is fun. Did you, you didn't go in there and throw any bets down. I did. I actually won a few hundred dollars at the Cove. I went over to the Cove and gambled a little bit by the pool. The Cove's nice. Yeah. The Cove's right next to the Atlantis, basically, yeah. right? Clint and I bought in, and he was losing, and I was losing, and he ran out of money. And uh, <laughs> No, not really. And I wasn't out of money yet. <laughs> yeah, he was out of money. Trust me. <laughs> at this point, he was done. Well, you drank most of it or uh, poured most of it down. <laughs> so, so then I got hot, and I, I won some money. So, it, man, it's fun playing blackjack. That's one of my favorite things to do. I love it. Are those games rigged? No. No, you want to play one on one to have a chance to win, though. More yeah. people to sit at that table, the more the house has an opportunity. I mean, it's to not win. you versus everyone else either. It's you versus the dealer, blackjack, yeah. no matter what, right? Yeah, but the dealer just has a lot more opportunity to win if it's multiple players. The house is going to win. Yeah, more players to sit down most of the time, not every time. Well, the house wins. Um, house wins. They don't build all that stuff off. Yeah, losers. the house nah. doesn't lose much. Yeah. Even when you win, the house still won yeah. against the others, That's pretty right. much. Hundred percent. If they're not busting, you're, yeah, you're losing. Yeah, so. 
It's still fun, though, for sure. Pocono. Probably not as fun. Mm. You know how hard it was to leave the Exumas to go to Pocono? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you couldn't have picked a I better mean, market. <laughs> heart-shaped bathtub. Where'd you stay? Uh, at the Pocono Village, right there across from the track. Oh, so you were close, too. Yeah, it was awesome. I love that part of it, man. It's a cool little area over there. Did you have a heart-shaped bathtub? Weather was awesome all weekend. We were yeah, all weather scared actually to death was for Sunday. Good. It looked horrible at first. I was dreading the weekend, and now it was probably the best weather I think we've had in a while. Where do you hide? I saw Casey this weekend. I didn't. I never yeah. see her. She works at the track. We work on the roof. Yeah. I know, but I mean, I, I I'm would think that. usually in field or in the suite. How come you don't? Ever, if you're in a suite, how come you don't just pop up and say hi sometimes? I don't. How come you don't text us a suite number? Uh, that too. I mean, you guys, you know, I have it. You know my job, right? Do you know what I do? No. What do you do? I know, I know what you don't do is text us. I know. I agree. Well, you with can that. automatically assume if I'm at the track, I am working. A you lot. can automatically assume that we're on a roof and it's 100 degrees and we're dying. You guys are always <laughs> welcome. We don't well, even know what sweet number you're Michigan. in. So how can we go? Michigan, I will text you. TJ, you're welcome at my house, but I'm not going to tell you where yeah. I live. Yep. I did see Brett, though. Come well, over well, anytime. Yeah. I'm was, not giving you my address. <laughs> I mean, it would be nice to like if you're near the roof or something, and we're between practice or something. Just hey guys, okay. You know we I could will. we could take a quick picture on the roof for the show See maybe you. or Friday. I mean, you know where we are more than we know where you are. I promise you. I'll take a ceviche and I'll make all after practice. I'll bring yeah. it up to you. I mean, no, I want to come where you're at. I'd share a coke with I you. Mean, have you have you had <laughs> track food before? <laughs> yeah, I actually. Uh, funny story about track food this week, just totally off topic for a second. Um, I'm going to watch the Xfinity race down in turn one from the infield to see what it looks like. And, uh, Coleman Presley watches it from the roof, the beginning of it. And then I go to pick him up to take him down the turn one. He comes walking up with the car and he's got this big plate of barbecue fries. Ooh. Like it's French fries with cheese and barbecue all over it. And I'm like jalapeno. So I'm like, look, that looks good, but I'm not touching it. No, thank you. So we get, he finishes it off and, um, near the end of the race, I left and he stayed there and he, I guess he set the plate up on top of the car for a second <laughs> and the wind took it and it blew it right back on him <laughs> and it, he wore most of what was left on there. And I guess uh, a couple other guys that he was riding with after the race had the, they had to wait for him to go and, and basically get all the cheese sauce and barbecue <laughs> off his face and stuff. So, um, I got on his face. Face, clothes, everything. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I what know. an idiot. <laughs> Come on, Coleman. Can't be doing that. But uh, all, I you, all you hardcore fans, man, Coleman is uh, Robert Presley's son. Yeah. And Coleman did some racing. I think he actually ran a race for Junior Motorsports. <laughs> yeah, I didn't spotted he? it for him. Yeah. I think he ran what, Darlington? <laughs> he ran, no, he, he ran a few races. Yeah. Um, I spotted for him in Nashville and we spun out off a of turn two on like the second lap, <laughs> first lap. And I think we were passing, we were racing with Brad. I think we were inside Brad off turn two on the old on the concrete Nashville deal, right, and, right. and he spun out. We we joke about it once in a while, but Coleman now uh, spots for uh, Brad, and um, they got a they have a, a family owned hot dog shop. They do in Nashville, in Nashville, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and we went there on the way to the NFL draft this last year. We stopped up there and and saw them guys. It's really you go in that place. I don't know. Did we talk about it? No. No. You go in that place, and it's all like. Robert Presley, like racing memorabilia and That's stuff. That's awesome. And so I'm going in there and I'm like looking at the prices, and the prices are like, like a dollar fifty or dollar sixty for a hot dog. It's like I got like two hot dogs, fries, and a drink for like five, six bucks. Like blown out, blown. What was the name of it? Oh man, great advertising here. 
can't even think of the name. Famous hot, famous hot dogs or something like that. Oh, it's really cool. I mean, it's a. It's Are you a, trying to sell the place? Because right now they need to know the name in order to go there. <laughs> I can't I, honestly. All that money Coma gave celebrity. you to push the hot dogs. Celebrity hot dogs. It. Celebrity hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Celebrity hot dogs. Yeah, Asheville. Asheville. They Very. serve. They serve beer. I don't know. Probably bring one. <laughs> yeah uh but it's a cool place man it's got a lot of old racing stuff in it from him and family owned and family owned family run uh really cool place so. robert still works there some he's in and out of there yeah. i guess they're i guess they're he only lives like a couple minutes from there yeah um i uh we talked about the off season there we went on that that cruise with him and i actually had a really good time talking to robert he he's just the stories them guys know oh, from yeah the stories them them racers from that that era know them drivers from that era. I mean, it's it's pretty it's awesome. Yeah. So Pocono, Jeff Fun, me, yeah. <sighs> I saw you get. I had two series on man. the outside and three one time. I had two series. I had to work. Man, I had to do Xfinity car. I had to do a Cub car. <laughs> I worked. Uh, I worked hard, man. Yeah. Worked For, four hours on Friday. No. Worked about four hours on Saturday. Worked about four hours on Sunday. Let's be honest. We worked for. About three minutes at the beginning of a run, yeah, <laughs> and then, and then it was just. I mean, it's tough. I guess we're gonna get ready to get into. I'm that, really right? excited that, and obviously the weather has to hold on for this to work as well as we all need it to work logistically. Trying to run four races, a doubleheader deal next, next year, but yeah. man, for the fans, I don't think there's a better value because you only have to have hotel or lodging for two or three nights to see all these races and. I think value-wise, there won't be a better date on the NASCAR schedule. Yeah. Now, listen to me. The, the racing yesterday, was it boring? Absolutely. It, it was as boring as I've ever seen it there. But yeah. we got a lot of things we can fix, a lot of things to improve between now and going back there. I know Steve O'Donnell and his guys saw the same race I did, and I'm sure they're going to make some tweaks to make the racing better. Yeah. The fans deserve it. But, but listen to me. Next year, if you live within 400 miles of that place – that's a freaking race to go to. Go up there, yeah. man. Get you a good That's Kalahari Resorts That's is the around there. To go to. Yeah, Kalahari Resorts is there. There's tons of big hotels. And I would say the Xfinity Series race was actually exciting. I thought it was really the good. numbers, oh, hell of a show. The numbers yeah. weren't that much different than a regular Pocono race. It was just it. We know when it's harder. We have a really good feel for when it's harder. We we see our cars get close to other cars. And the air, what the air does to it, we see that probably more than people do on TV. Yeah, and it was it was noticeably harder from our point of view, but the numbers weren't that far off other Pocono races. The lead changes. Yeah, but when you have, when you, I mean, that's the thing, man. People say lead changes, and some of these media people get caught up in that. When you pit under green, the f-ing lead is going to change every <laughs> yeah. time the leader pits. Yeah. And then the next guy's going to lead, and then guess what? By the time you have 17 or 18 guys, like, the, the lead changes don't all, if you have a green flag pit cycle, you're going to have a lot of yeah. lead changes. You're going to have a few of that, you're going to have three or four of that. And we had a couple or three green flag stops yeah. yesterday. But that's every Pocono so race, statistically, so. man, I don't know that you can say whatever. I, I know the race that I saw yesterday was a lot different than any race I've ever seen there. The it was lap hard. time stayed the same. Nobody could pass. I mean, they even interviewed Kyle Busch after the race, and they said, Kyle, you said you wouldn't be able to pass. And I mean, you passed all these cars and you won the race. And he was like, well, actually, I only passed one. Yeah, you. Which was me. Yeah. And I was sitting there thinking, I was like, man, he's telling the truth. Like, he only, yeah. I only got passed once all day. He, he, I mean, he, he honestly made a few, not many. I mean, it was single digit passes probably, but not like, you just couldn't do a lot. You couldn't do a lot. But that's Pocono kind of. I mean, you, honestly, we're going to get right back to what we think 
is the problem anyway, probably. Yeah. I mean, uh, but one thing about, like you said, you know, like you said to Kalahari, I asked, because uh, Jason Jarrett used to have it on his car, right? Yeah. As a sponsor. And we, I've stayed there before. I wonder why they don't bring a, a tour bus in there after the races. You know what I mean? I would say bring a big-ass water slide to the racetrack. Or set something up. Like, it's not that far from the track. It's like 20, 15 minutes, 20 minutes 15 from the track. Minutes, yeah. Why not, after the day's activities or whatever, you offer a bus to come get families and kids for... Take them over there. Yeah. And it be a part of the racing weekend. Hey, yeah. you can go to the Kalahari for four hours and swim for a little bit and then come back. We'll shuttle you in and out. Meet Dale Jr. Meet you. <laughs> meet meet uh, Rodney Childers. He was tweeting from yeah. there. Yeah. Rodney was, yeah. But I mean... I think he likes that place. It is a cool place, man. But why yeah. not? Why not include the race fans? You know what I mean. Like make it easier, easily. Some of the people when they get there, they can't. They can't leave. It's still amazing to me that you can build something like that in the absolute middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere. You know. Yeah. People go to it. Yeah, they do. We stayed at a resort. They, it, they will come. We stayed at a resort um, <sighs> a little bit further away, but it had like a luge. Really? Yeah. Like something you slide down like a really down the mountain i got a picture of a luge my buddies did the other day on the lake did you see that video? no <laughs> no oh yeah i'll uh, see you. the luge you did off the side of that boat that wasn't a luge that was a jump so you didn't even cannonball no man i just you i just recklessly talked. drunkenly jumped off the boat and <laughs> you were drunkenly yeah like that, Kimmy, was a, that was a fishing boat we went on Is that thing sick or that's what? pretty nice um like kimmy reichenden yeah <laughs> in monaco remember that video Shall we uh, spot on, spot off? Spot on, spot off. Spot on, spot off. Spot on, spot off. on, you like it. Spot off, you don't like it. And you say why either way. Hamlin said it was impossible to pass at Pocono. I'll give it to you, Brett, since you are clearly... Focused. Yeah. I don't... I mean, spot on. I mean, the guy's assessment is right. I mean, I think we went from difficult to pass at Pocono too impossible to pass at Pocono. There was once a car that I ran down, I was a half second faster than they were. And once I caught them, it was, it was over. Like you, you couldn't make a move. You couldn't do anything. You couldn't get a run to their bumper. It just was um, very frustrating. I mean, I, I flew home with Clint last night and he finished fifth, had a great race, led some laps. He was as frustrated as I've ever seen him just over the fact that, that how the race racing was, you know what I mean? So I think when you see and hear guys that are getting out of the car and telling the truth about how they feel and, and, uh, it wasn't pleasant, you know, even guys that ran well, I I think that means that we need to see some, some more changes here on this thing. Yeah. I mean, he's not wrong. It's kind of hard to spot off him when he, when he's right. Um, it's really hard to pass. The only time restarts were it, man, if you, you had to go on restarts, and very rarely did you run somebody down and get around them. If you got around them, it took majority of a run. And most time it only happened because they got held up by a lap car or something. Or you saw guys screw up turn one yesterday. They'd kind of get in there and shoot up the track, you know? Yeah, but th- there wasn't even that much of that. There was no. a little bit, but no. it's going to come down to the same thing. We didn't, There's not enough – there wasn't enough fall off in the tires for the drivers to be handling have handling issues. Um, when you got cars pitting after running almost a full fuel run and only taking two tires, they're not soft enough. Like yeah. in my opinion, they're just not. You don't have a. You got them. <laughs> there has to be some sort of, you know, fall off. So you have the comers and goers. You got guys that that can. They're having handling issues when the tires fall off and the cars become harder to drive. Guys make mistakes. Yeah, that creates passing. 
Yeah, you so. got a 50-lap run on lap 20 we pitted. A lot of guys got two. So at the end of stage one, they essentially had 45 green flag laps on their tires, on their left side tires. I mean, you're talking 100 miles on their tires, and they yeah. were able to win the stage. They were able to do what they wanted yeah. to do. And and it just came down to what TJ and I were saying, like you could not pass. It's kind of the opposite of Charlotte. I thought Charlotte was pretty good. We had some self – you weren't here when we talked about it. We had some self-induced – Tire failure, tire failures. Yeah, yeah, which but made that, it exciting. Stage one. Yeah, but I mean that was Goodyear brought a great tire. It wasn't Goodyear's fault those tires blew at all. And I think Goodyear builds great tires, but um, we just need we need one that we can race they build with. Them. They build them too great. Yeah, they're too good. I mean, I'm gonna put some on my street car and never change them. Yeah. Uh, next one, Keselowski says current aero package makes racing less challenging than than it has ever been. Spot on, spot off, TJ. Uh, I mean, he's the driver. I'm not driving it, so I wouldn't know. But I don't. I don't see a lot of mistakes. It's definitely more of a of a. It's more of a mind race, um, like strategy, not not strategy like pit strategy, but more like okay, should I pass this guy or do I wait a corner? Um, there's not the there's not the okay. Well, I can see Clint's up there just driving the heck out of the thing and wearing his stuff out. I'm gonna wait back here for ten laps. I'm gonna drive right by him. There's none of that. Um, it's just different, you know, it's different. It's not, it's not, um, they're not fighting the cars. They're not fighting the cars at all. Now, the fact that he said this is spot off for me. You know, you, you don't want a driver saying that it's less challenging, which means that it's easier to drive these cars. But when you see guys qualify, William Byron entered the tunnel turn at 180 miles an hour, and he came out of the tunnel turn at 178 miles an hour. That meant he used no brake, which means that he went through there virtually wide open, and two miles an hour worth of speed is all that was scrubbed off. So if he's able to do that, that takes more balls and it takes talent. And I think what Brad is saying here is it's easier to drive these cars. And, I mean, we've been saying that all year. So I, I'm not surprised by his comment. I'm spot on for his comment. I'm just spot off for the fact that this this is kind of what we're we're dealing with right now. But, again, I still feel like tweaks are being made, observations yeah. are being made, things are going to keep getting better. Uh, to I think and, we're on the right path. They wanted the cars to – and here's the thing. They always said we want the cars to run closer together. Well, we are, but we're not passing one another. I yeah. want to see cars be able to pass one another. That's called a race. They've got us closer together. We just can't do anything. We can't do quite enough yet when we're closer together. You know, the cars, we're, we're going a little, we're going, I mean, we're going a little bit slower. We're, we we really, wise. I mean, we've really migrated to an IndyCar look and feel. The cars are slammed yeah. on the ground. The guys are wide open in the gas. They've got tons of downforce that keeps them, you know, on the track. It's extremely difficult to pass. I mean, I'll never forget the first time I heard Indy cars were going to Richmond. I was like, this is going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. And I turned the TV on, and I watched the race, and they didn't pass all night because they were going too damn fast in the center of the corner. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I, I really screwed up what I thought was going to happen here. We're, our package is racing a lot like Indy cars race. Yeah, I just – we keep getting them. We're, we're lower to the ground than we've ever been. Uh, throughout the whole car we're lower to the ground than we ever been and i'm not an aero guy or an engineer or anything but i'm just no but we can see them slam to the earth I, I know they're on the ground and i watch there's a couple instagram accounts that i follow and i know you're not a big instagram guy but they're they they always post um like nascar or nostalgia or stuff like that and some of these races these cars aren't even close to being on the ground yeah. and i mean we got the car slammed to the ground we got this huge rear spoiler so to me that leaves zero air behind you for a guy to actually make a corner. So, yeah. 
And if the tires aren't wearing out and you're just slot car racing the whole time, I mean, we need, we got to make the cars slide. We got to get them off the ground a little bit. That's the analogy that none of us want to hear that I keep hearing. The one you just said, slot, slot car. car racing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, I, they, I think we're on the right path. I, I like how we're closer together. There's more like Corey LaJoy finished 12th at Charlotte, the 32 car. That's impressive. So attrition. Yeah, but I mean, he still had to. Run. That's a long race, man. He, he did. Stayed on lead lap. Four hundred laps. Do. Would you at the beginning of that race? Would you have said that thirty-two car was going to finish on the lead lap? No, not until yeah. we saw all the Gibbs car start blowing tires, and then you're like, "Well, hmm. I mean, well, I mean, one of them still won with a blown tire." <laughs> yeah, after blowing a tire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After blowing it, still. Larson hits the wall and finishes P twenty-six after sliding in front of Boyer off turn one on final restart. Of course, Brett spot again. on spot off. Y'all hit again. Here's the thing, man. I am a huge Kyle Larson fan. Like I truly love watching that guy. Apparently race. I am too. No matter no matter what he's <laughs> racing in, I like to watch Kyle Larson race. But he wrecked us at Charlotte. So we were coming off of two. And I'm sure y'all talked about this last week, but Joy Logano and Alex Bowman had a little bit of a problem right in front of us off two. Bowman thinks that Logano was trying to wreck him, and Logano was probably just being Logano. I've never seen a guy get swung at more than Joy Logano get swung at, so I know which side I'm taking on this argument. I don't argument. know. Clint threw a lot of punches in about three seconds. <laughs> yeah, he, he threw punches. He didn't get swung at. He swung on. <laughs> yeah. But, but my point is Kyle Larson knew if we cleared him, he was not going to get us back because it's hard to pass. He throttled up lost control of his car, and completely wiped us out, right? So then this week, fast forward, the guy wins stage one. He wins stage two. We're passing him for fifth on a restart. Same deal. He knows if he clears us, we're not going to pass him back. He's not clear. Oh, he cleared you. He's not clear. (laughs) He cleared you. He was in front of you. He's not clear, and he got wrecked. The cars were straight like this. That's not what. That's not what I saw. But I haven't seen a replay. I I saw. I I didn't see it when it happened. I just saw a replay. All that I saw was when it happened, and I literally went. I went down to Derek, and I was like. What happened right there? Is it two weeks in a row you're going to wreck me? And Derek was like, man, I promise. I was saying still outside, still outside. He cleared himself. I was like, well. Yeah, I don't think it was a spot where a spotter cleared. Nah. No. I don't, that was the one where the driver was trying yeah, to take I'm, it. I'm taking it up. So I mean. Man, spot off. I mean, it. it uh, you hate to see a guy like Kyle who's, who's, who's dug himself in a hole have a day where he can really dig himself out, max points, and 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 completely screw it up by hitting the wall with you know six seven laps to go or whatever it was. But for me, I was like, man, I've got, I've run top five pretty much all day, and you're going to screw me up. So that last caution when freaking Stenhouse blew that right front in the tunnel. First of all, I'm glad I wasn't riding with him because that looked painful. I was going to run third until that happened. You know what I mean? So I mean, it well, is I was going to be is. Like, hopefully Larson. I was going to run fourteenth. I was going to run fourteenth though. That happened. And you were seventh. <laughs> you were. Ah, uh, yeah. We took four. Thirteenth uh, or fourteenth. We took four there at the end. It just we should have taken two, I think. But um, we weren't. We weren't that great all day. We were. We were average. Um, but I'm. And I'm not spot on for Larson hitting the wall. But I'm spot on for a guy going for it. Um, he there's. He's one of the cars out there that I consistently see making moves to. To slide jobs, kind of, and he, like you said, he knows if he gets there, you know, it, but there's a risk involved with it, and that's he's willing to take that risk. He took it, and I'm, I'm spot on for a guy that's willing to, to put it on the line because he knows if he gets there, he's got you. Yeah, you know. Somebody so. tweeted me last night. They were like, Larson was ninety six percent clear, and I was like, that last four percent was a. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> that's the chance he takes. What if Clint hits him and just pushes him away a little bit? Or I mean, that's the. But I he took a chance. 
I like seeing a guy take a chance, man. That's better than the guy's like, oh, he got me. Go ahead. I mean, I'm, I hate that people's cars get wrecked, kind of, but that's what racing's about. I, they're racing, and he's trying, and I can respect that part of it. So, spot on, spot off for the practice on Friday, qualify on Saturday, Cup weekend schedule. TJ, uh, spot on. I thought it went very smooth. Um, wasn't an over amount of practice like we've had in the past. I feel. Um, I think it was easier on the crew guys. Crew guys actually, crew guys have the worst schedule of anyone throughout the weekend. I mean, they they leave early. They're at the track long hours working on the cars. Um, Didn't the garage close at twelve thirty on Saturday? That's awesome. Yeah, but normally they don't get a chance. They uh, most of the time the garage closes and they barely have a chance to go back in time to get changed and go yeah. to dinner. Um, it's nice. It's nice. Um, and a lot of a lot of people didn't leave till Friday. You know, so it's another night at home for a lot of teams, um, and I, I thought it went smooth. It's uh, it, it's the way of the future. You know, I, I had a conversation with a NASCAR official up on the roof who uh, came out for a little bit and chatted with some of us, and I was like, "Hey, Miller, man, I really like what you guys are doing with this schedule. I feel like we're taking the weekend and letting it progress and build up to our big event on Sunday because you've got practice on Friday." You've got two qualifying sessions and a race on Saturday, and then your big event is on Sunday. So the last thing to happen with your Cup Series was qualifying. And I feel like sometimes when TJ and I had our normal weekends, you know, we'd go in and practice and qualify on Friday, and then we'd practice all day Saturday, and then we'd race on Sunday. Like, I feel like there's more momentum having qualifying being on right before the Xfinity race. Hopefully it does two things. Hopefully it gets that Cup fan that's watching cup qualifying to stick around and watch Xfinity race and maybe it gets that Xfinity racing fan you know an opportunity to to, to, yeah. to dial in and watch the cup cup race but our, our cup qualifying but I really just like the fact that the last thing on track for cup prior to the race was something very meaningful which is qualifying because practice is it meaningful yeah but if you see the top 10 like that doesn't always mean that's the top 10 fastest guys like I really like the fact that we took the qualifying conversation of being a complete shisho on Fridays with group qualifying, and we've turned it into a really nice methodical process. Spot on for what they're doing here with this. Yeah, I it's love actually it. probably um, it's been a, a positive, a positive deal. Just but like, I think sometimes when we had those really early Saturday morning practices. It was too early for the fan too to be there. You're there, you know, real early in the morning. At least there, at least when we start the qualifying a little bit later, they yeah. get there and, and it's not. An hour practice, an hour break, an hour practice, a break, and then a race. I mean, it, it's just I, – I just feel like the weekends – TV ratings, too, probably. Hopefully that Hopefully. looks better, too. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the yeah. big key there is it, it, we may see a lift on qualifying ratings. I'm enjoying qualifying right now. Honestly, I'm enjoying watching the single car and seeing what guys do. I thought I, I, thought I was going to be more against it than what I am. I liked group qualifying um, just because it put, it put the ball in our – in our court, in our hands, a I lot just, more. I just, man, you know, the key for me is they get a chance to tell each driver's story. Yeah, that's. And, and I they like get that a chance to highlight the driver sponsor, and it's not us sitting around. If we had a thirty-minute qualifying session, the first twenty-seven minutes we were all yeah. sitting at the end of pit road, looking like a bunch of clowns to go out and do whatever we were doing. I'm there being at the biased because I feel like we would qualify better. <laughs> And there's a good chance you would have, but I just feel like, man, we're we're in the storytelling business, and that single car qualifying, I'm I'm two big, 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 big spot ons for that. Love it. TRD's David Wilson said, "Hybridization and electrification of race cars is not if, but how and when." Spot on, spot off, Brett. This is coming. 
Yeah. This is coming real fast. I mean, this is part of what lowering the horsepower down to 550 is, if, if my sources are correct. And I was told that these manufacturers are really trying to expedite having all cars be hybrids by a certain year. And they really want to align our race cars and our motor packages with that same thing. And I mean, they were talking about different parts of the car generating heat to be able to add energy to the motor versus it being all, you know, gasoline. So it doesn't really matter if I'm spot on or spot off. It's coming. And I mean, I guess it is what it is, right? I, I, I think it's coming. Um, but man, I like to hear the cars go by. <laughs> it's, that's just part of it, man. You go stand by the fence and one of them things go by. It's hard not to, uh, I mean, once I guess we've grown up with it, so we're, we're more, um, you know, into it, but I guess younger crowd might not be into it as much, but when you go a race for the first time and one of them cup cars would go by, man, you'd be like, wow. I mean, you get a, even a Bristol. When, they, when they'd crank them up to even yeah, leave man. for qualifying, you're like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and even, like, even at Bristol, when you Sounds stand by like the fence it. at Bristol, and that's one of our slowest tracks, um, you're like, you, you, you know when a cup car goes by. Yeah. It's, uh, it's coming. Yeah. I mean, eventually. I don't, I don't know anything about it. So my source is sitting next to me. I I would I mean all we keep hearing is Gen Seven. Yeah, I think it's Gen Seven relevance. I don't know if they get it done in time, but Gen when 7, you have a guy like this making a statement publicly, I mean, that's, oh, it's been talked about a lot. That's a big deal. I mean, we all know it's being talked about. We've we've heard rumblings of it, but for him to come out publicly and say this, like that, has to make you think that it's a big part of Gen Seven, right? Yeah. Otherwise, why would he say this? And Gen Absolutely. Seven is two thousand twenty-one. Yeah, twenty twenty-one. 2021. Yeah. We'll take a break and let you enjoy today's best of TBC moment from episode 103 after Clint Boyer's Michigan win last June. Uh, Clint went to the lake. He's at Lake of the Ozarks this week, which TJ's been there. It is a wild, wild <laughs> yeah. environment. Summertime so, there. So he, 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 I FaceTime him first and he was saying, hey, I put my kids down. Give me a minute. And the next time he FaceTimed me, there was like a IV of fireball. It was in a bag. Oh. It was a bag of fireball that they were. I bet his dirt enjoying. guys were back too. And he was just oh, giving the, the like the Tiger Woods fist pump, and he was <laughs> he was excited. Man, that's the cool part. Hey, well, did you did you see the flavored fireball? No. Where did I see that? I thought they were all cinnamon. No. I swear I saw some flavored fireball. I, I don't know. I've always seen I forgot cinnamon. about that bag of fireball that I saw. You I've can never buy seen fireball in a bag? I've, I've never, never seen one. I've never seen fireball. There's a guy in at the bag. lake named John Proper, and he has he's a big fireball guy. <laughs> and uh, he's a big everything guy. That guy's fun. I like fun people. But they had a bag of fireball. I forgot about that. That uh, I've lake- kind of been on a tequila kick lately. When's Clint going back there? We were just talking last night. We uh I want to go back the week of Kentucky. So, like, I want to run Kentucky. You want to skip Kentucky? <laughs> I want to run Kentucky. Yeah, please. Take it off. Is there a way to do that? Uh, I want to leave Kentucky and go straight to the lake. Because that's a Sunday, and I've never been at the Ozarks on a Sunday. Because it's Make fun it on a Wednesday. I can't imagine what a Sunday would be like. We left. Honestly, I think it might have been after a Pocono. I don't know when it was, actually. I think it was after a Pocono that we left and went out there. It was um, it was fun. That's it's not really a lake; it's a river. It's a river, and it is it's five foot seas. So, Clint, let us take some jet skis out there, and we're riding. I got out in the middle, and I'm like, whoo, whoo, 
whoa, like, I'm like, this is rough, man. Like, I'm, so we rode back to this cove and, um, is a, it was a really fun time. Really good time. Clint is probably the most, um, fun. If you wanted to go hang out with somebody, Clint's probably the guy you want to go it's hang just out such with. such high energy. That's, I don't know how he has that much energy. And it's good and bad because... Does his son have that energy? Oh, yeah. Cash is going to be just like him. <laughs> like, we went out to this thing, and they set up this private beach where we're going to have this beach party for his 40th birthday. We're not there 30 minutes, and he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm over this. I'm like, dude, these people have got this whole... Uh, let's go to a bar. Let's go to a bar. Get back on the boat. Let's go to a bar. So we just leave the party. <gasps> Everybody did. But, like, that's just Clint, though. Like, Clint's not going to... He's not a sit around... Which is good and bad because when you're ready to go to bed, he's he's still going. He's like the the energizer bunny. Yeah, he was he was up late um, when we were out there. <laughs> he was one of the last ones. Which Del Junior back then stayed up late too. Yeah, nobody stayed up later than Del Junior. No, no man. There's, gosh, it went. I don't know what happened. It, we used to go out and you know it'd be two o'clock. That's when he went in, and then all of a sudden I don't know what happened. But then it was like, hey. There's the sun. Yeah. Like, we better go to bed. Yeah. Like, what happened? So, But he wouldn't get up back then until 3 or 4 in the afternoon when he yeah. was on vacation. Yeah. No, this is all, like, vacation stuff. But he, um, yeah, we... Stay up all night. Yeah, he's the complete opposite now. We went to Daytona for a week, and I, same thing as TJ said. I saw the sun come up every day. Yeah. He can... You can text him at... Like seven a.m. right now, and you'll get a response right away. Yeah. <laughs> it's the complete opposite. Well, family he has guy. a family. <laughs> family guy, Dale. Hmm. Were you doing sunrise yoga when you saw the sun come up? Probably yoga. I yoga was probably in a yoga pose, but <laughs> I wasn't trying to do yoga. Have you ever done yoga, Jason? No. Doesn't seem enjoyable. It's kind of boring. Not yeah, you probably hurt yourself. Is it? Probably. It's boring. What? What? What is it? What's the purpose? It's supposed to relax you and like. Stre- you're stretching a lot, but then also strengthens your muscles, I guess. Uh, is there anything we can do for my butt? <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I'm in pain. Um. Well. And like it's, it's in an area where I'm, I'm nervous to put like that Ben Gay stuff <laughs> or that. Um, I, I don't know that I would put that there. Fireball. <laughs> <laughs> What's it, that new stuff they got that that come out? It's uh, it's in a white tube of green writing. Uh, I don't know the brand. Cortisone? I don't think um, cortisone is going to help. No. Um, Icy hot. That's what makes me nervous is the hot part. I don't know that you want to This part do of that. my body is. Maybe don't chance that. <laughs> I think yeah. you should try it. I don't think you should. Use extra. TJ, will you rub it in for me? <laughs> oh. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> oh, my so gosh. disgusting. What? I have an ailment. I'm <laughs> leaning know. on a friend for a cure. You should uh, get those. Like, what are the things you were talking about? The, Donuts? Um, yeah, you should get one of those. Bring in the studio every week. Yeah. Hopefully by next week, my butt's well. Sorry, we got we'll off We'll be thinking tangent. about you. Listen up. When you're done listening to Door Bumper Clear, go listen and subscribe to my podcast, The Dale Jr. Download. This week, we welcome a guy who can talk with the best of them, my former teammate, Michael Watchman. Plus, catch us on TV Tuesday, 5 p.m. on NBC Sports Network. The Dale Jr. Download, available on major podcast platforms. The Dale Jr. Download. And we are back. We'll head into fast lane. I'll give these guys three topics pertaining to racing and one that is off the wall. 
They'll have 30 seconds to respond to each. First question, drivers are using less brakes than ever before. Is this good or bad for racing? Brett. I think it's bad, man. I think you want these guys hauling ass into the corner and having to stop to make the corner and uh, you know roll the center and get back on the on the on the gas. I think this is this is a this is a big deal about this package is they're not using the brake. I think we go back to uh, what we were talking about earlier is not as challenging to drive, right? More like a slot car, and 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 these things just point to us the fact to say that they're not they're not they're not on the brake. They're all it's all gas, no brakes. Yeah, I don't. I don't I can't find any good in that. Um you need to be able to brake and when you're braking you're having guys you know, some guys use more brake than others, therefore you start having um some pat you know, they run out of brake pad, they start having to back their corner up more, then you have guys getting runs on guys and you have some passing. Um less to manage. You no brake is less you don't have to manage it's one less thing you gotta worry about. Yeah. So yeah. I, I can't find anything anything good about it and your corner speeds we got to slow down think about michigan we were going 208 plus miles an hour getting into mm. turn one there a few years ago this weekend we're going to be going about 180 so which means that corner speed is going to be 180 all the way through they're not going to be lifting and qualifying they're not going to be lifting if they got clean air it's going to be an all-out throttle fest oh you're not you, you shouldn't i don't think you're going to lift much at all i don't think so either I don't think you'll lift. It's going to be throttle fest, and throttle fest means it's extremely difficult. If you could to run pass. the tunnel turn at Pocono wide open, dude, my brain—I don't even know how you train your brain to do that. Yeah, I don't know. I saw <laughs> I saw Chase Elliott's in car or from a helmet cam or something. Yeah, holy cow! Like I was when I watched him going, I was like, oh, I, I tensed up for him. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, crazy. So, yeah. Kyle Busch said he would grade his Trek team's performance so far this season at 2 of 10. Should an owner publicly criticize his drivers like this? What do you think, TJ? I mean, if there was an owner that was going to do it, I think it would be Kyle. But, um, yeah, I mean, this might – maybe this is a wake-up call for them guys, when you know, to get their stuff in, line, in gear and going. So um, I think he has some talented drivers in his organization, but he's used to – He's used to them guys winning three, four races apiece, and they're just not doing that right now. So, you know, I can I can see Kyle doing that. He's the type of owner that would do this to motivate him. Steve Spurrier did this for years. You know, he would go into the media and, and basically call his team out and see how they reacted. I, I don't think this is any different. Kyle's already done this once this year in a more tame way when he basically said, if kids get here – and don't run well in my trucks, they're pretty much, their career is over. And I felt like that was him taking a shot at these guys, and I feel like now this is a huge shot at these guys. If this if this doesn't wake up Burton, who I think has run better than Gilliland for the most part of the year, and definitely Gilliland, then ugh. Hey, th- this is a warning shot across the bow. I've noticed some improvement. Um, I think Todd's, Todd's gotten a little better here recently. Um, I know you haven't done the truck races. It's weird because he started. I spotted for him when he first started running over there, and we he had ran a lot well. Of speed, yeah, hit we, lead races. We we led races. We finished top yeah. five at places, and uh, and and then he chose to go a different route. Went with Chris Lambert as a spotter, and I guess Chris wasn't good enough either. And now he went a different route to another guy, and 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 I don't know. I'm not blaming the new guy, but for sure he's running the worst he's ever run over there. Commitment issues. Commitment issues. I don't. You know, some of these guys don't like to be called out, and when I see you screw up a corner, I mean, even Clint Boyer, this guy's a. An Xfinity Series champion, 
you know, has won 10 cup races and second in the points in the cup series before in the, in the final standings. Like, but if Clint misses a corner, it's my job to say, hey, man, that wasn't as good. And some of these kids, when you get on their ass, they don't like it. Did you yell at him after he blamed us? What? At Charlotte? Who? Clint? <laughs> I don't even know what happened no to comment. Charlotte. I flew to Bahamas after Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Stuart Haas Racing swept both Michigan races last year and finished 1-2-3 last June, but the team remains winless this season. Are you taking an SHR car or the field to win on Sunday? Brett. Man, it's uh, the odds are against us right now. I mean, when we look at who's winning, it is JGR mainly, and then it was Penske obviously early. But I think that, that Harvick has shown a lot of speed, and I think Clint has shown a lot of speed. Um, for whatever reason, man, Amarola is not as fast as he was at this point in the year last year. But obviously, we're running a different package, a different car, different driving yeah. style. I, I, I certainly think, you know, Clinton won there. They, he and Harvick were one, two. Um, I, I certainly think this is a place where, where an SHR car can go win. Yeah, judging by the, um, you know, how, how the cars that have been trimmed out more than others, I feel like they're going to be, I feel like they're going to be quick. Um, now, nah, whether they're going to be quick when they lose track position or have to get it back somehow, that's going to be yet to be determined there. But I mean, I don't, I feel like they're going to be very competitive. It's crazy how Hendrick is qualifying and look, their speeds up across the board. Yeah. They've but, done a really good Williams job. Got, how many poles? Two, three poles this year in a row, right? Yeah. Two in a row and three yeah. this season. And this is places where you're in the gas, right? You're, you're running this in Sonoma, this in Martinsville. Like you're I got to give them for Pocono, man. That's impressive at Pocono. <laughs> I mean that's digging nuts. Yeah, and yeah. Charlotte, you're pretty much wide open there in qualifying. Yeah. So, but for whatever reason, I mean, you guys saw Kyle well, Busch. They had they had to lift a little bit. They were, they, I mean, they, they had the handle. Yeah. yeah, So he's up on yeah. it. Yeah, but but I mean, there were times in the race yesterday where Kyle was flat footed across the tunnel, and and our our engineers and our crew chiefs have access to all yeah. this data, right? There was a few of them that were. And Boog was like, well, Kyle just ran wide open across the tunnel, but he passed us on the outside of turn three. Yeah, I know. And I was like, man, what's he got that we don't have? Because he's got a little something, something that we don't have we tried it yeah couldn't do it no no off the wall topic chloe kardashian attended prom with a fan over the weekend if you could go back to high school and attend prom with a celebrity who would it be and mm. why tj i think brett should go. he probably knows i have no, to I'm, think about I'm, it i'm i'm intrigued by this chloe kardashian attended prom with a fan so she went to a high school prom correct wow who would I want to go back and have uh, have go to the prom of me? Man, I don't know. Like Janet Jackson? Britney Spears. No, nah, I don't want Britney Spears. She bald-headed and she goes, she crazy, Not man. Then. Like, I, I, Not then. I mean, this is a, back. A girl that works for JGR named Stacy, uh, been a good friend of mine a long time. She's like, hey, all girls are psycho, one to ten. We're all, the best ones are a one and the worst ones are a ten. Accurate. Britney's a ten. I don't want that kind I of crazy. I didn't say she I wasn't crazy. Want Janet Jackson. Or Pamela Anderson. Uh, Pamela, We're talking 1993 thinking, now. Yeah, I mean. That's uh, big names back then. Brittany probably wasn't out yet then. No, she's probably like six. Probably like Jessica Alba, somebody like that. Yeah. Was she good back then? Cindy Crawford? <laughs> Cindy <laughs> Crawford was hot. Yeah. Yeah. Casey, who are you taking? What year did you graduate high school? Pat Benatar. 2008. <laughs> Oh, not that long ago. 11 years ago. Yeah. So who would have been your boy crush to take to the... Justin Timberlake? (laughs) Uh, 
Uh, Nick Lachey? I mean, Justin Timberlake now, yeah. But back then, I wasn't a huge fan. No? Ashton Kutcher. Back then, Ashton Kutcher. Mm-hmm. You're way too young for him. He likes 50-year-olds. No when, kidding. When he was 20. But he well, picked I a good Mila one. I love Mila Kunis, so. Just, yeah. Oh, that'd have been a good one. That's Demi Moore, right? Wasn't that his? Demi yeah. Moore, yeah. Yeah. Jason, how many years you've been out of high school? Uh, one? Three. <laughs> yeah. That's a question. So that everyone really. that's relevant then is still relevant now. Well, I guess you can still pick. Like, yeah, what, who are you picking, Jason? What, who are you picking? Oh, Carrie Underwood. I thought Ooh. you were going to say Kyle Bush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. Ask CBC. This first question is from K. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. K. Hansian. Kansian? Just spell it out. I don't know. Just Kansian. Kansian? Sure. Yeah, you're welcome. Sorry. I'm really bad at this. Uh, Brett stated in the past year that established drivers could retire if NASCAR went with the hype downforce low horsepower package a year later has that changed what do you think brett i I don't think we're racing in packs like we originally thought we could end up being you know i mean there there was a lot of talks about us getting closer together being more pack related that hasn't happened and because that hasn't happened i would say uh, my answer is no but a lot of these guys are very very frustrated and not having fun right now so that 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 factor of it may make them want to retire but the factor that i originally thought may happen with this rules package really hasn't happened anywhere other than the first three to four laps after restarts. And let me tell you, it's nuts for a couple, three laps, but then it single files out pretty quick. I don't think it's as bad as what everybody thought. You know, I, no. I think people thought, it was, oh, it's going to be crazy. We're going to be six wide every week, every straightaway. They're still, these guys are still racing. They're, I mean, they're still driving. There's still techniques they're doing. There's still, um, you know, there, there's, a, there's a, lot of, a lot of good racing going on here still. So I think a lot of guys are still having... You know, I think a lot of guys are having fun. This sounds stupid, but if we're going to go this route with this package, we need to slow the cars down more. Because when we get to a place like Michigan, if we can't produce side-by-side, three-wide racing, several laps into a run, we can't produce it. Didn't, weren't anywhere. you the guy that was telling me we needed to go faster? Well, I'm telling you, I want to see a 1,000 horsepower, but based on this hybridization comment that Casey made earlier – when she told us that was coming in 2021, we're not going that way, TJ. So if I'm gonna if I'm gonna look at this package, I'm gonna say, man, yeah. figure out how to slow the cars down even more I to don't make think them get you runs. Have to have, you don't have to be going 200 miles an hour to have a good race. No, I, I so, agree with that statement. And I learned that from watching a Bristol race on on one of them sites where they got where they're four seconds slower than we are going down, but they're too wide racing. But if what this, this pack, we know what this package was intended to do, and if mm-hmm. it can't do that at Michigan, it can't do it anywhere. That's yeah, the I mean, widest place. And you look, Michigan was a one-groove track after they repaved it. But we slowed the cars down so much that that one-groove shouldn't matter. If we yeah. can't be side-by-side side there, we can't be side-by-side side yeah. anywhere. And I'm skeptical to see if we can be. I think we all are. This question is from Copeland Zach. Do you think the past two races at independent tracks, which Dover and Pocono, are do you think the past two races at independent tracks, Dover and Pocono, are dooming them to lose dates or even spots in 2021 schedule? And are you becoming okay with that after yesterday's race? Great question. Great, great reading, TJ. I just, dooming. I had never heard of that word. I'm sorry. Look, I'll be honest with you, Zach. I think all these guys need to lose dates. 
And I know that's a mean thing to say, but I don't think there's a lot of tracks we need to be going to twice right now. I think we need momentum and we need excitement. We need new markets. Like, I mean, this Nashville thing, we've all been talking about it for 18 months. We don't even know when the hell we're going back there. So I don't have a problem with tracks losing dates, especially when I don't see these owners and of uh, these tracks and these promoters out there busting their balls to sell as many tickets as they can. I'm in the middle of trying to buy uh, a package right now through a track, and I won't say which track it is, but they are very, very difficult to deal with in terms of what we're trying to purchase. I'm trying to purchase what state? 250 tickets. What state? I'm trying to purchase a 50-person hospitality in a motorhome, and they're making me. They want me to pay for the pre-race concert in order to be able to buy all those things and give me what I want. So like, Casey lives in this world with Xfinity. I'm telling you right now, man, there's a lot of reason that these tracks aren't full, and it's because they're difficult. And then until these tracks want to bust their butt and bend over backwards for me and for the fan and for the sponsor and for the driver and for the owner, I'll never forget, man. We went somewhere, and I won't say which track this was either. We rolled into the track, and they wanted Elliot to pay $500 for a golf cart permit. And he said, hey, all those appearances you had on my schedule on race day morning, cancel them because I don't have a way to get to them. I'm like, yeah, we do. We got a golf cart sitting here. He's like, they want 500 bucks for my golf cart. That's stupid. Yep. All budget. Hmm. I mean, why do you think sponsors struggle every race? I mean, it's, it's a challenge. Zach, what was your question? Hell, I forgot the question. Well, what's the next one, Casey? Let's go. This question is from NASCAR Opinion. What is your thoughts on TV not showing victory lane anymore? Is that real? Yeah, they don't. They interview him on the front stretch. They won't yeah. show him getting out of the car. They wow. just interview him after they get out of the car, not even showing TJ, the celebration. That, man, what do you think? Ah, uh, man. That guy didn't win by himself. No, man. I think you need to go to victory lane. That's the whole thing. I mean, I, I know they go to victory lane and still celebrate, man, but that's like – he celebrates on the front stretch. It's true. Um, I think well, I don't we know. Right by him, so I saw it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know specifically like if that. I want to see confetti flying, champagne yeah, bottles every popping. weekend because well, I pretty much Fox won't show the Cup guy getting out of victory lane celebrating not live. Anymore. Yeah, I don't know how NBC will do it, but why? Just because they do the other thing already? They're just trying to copy what NBC did with the front stretch interview but NBC still showed the victory yeah, lane. Yeah, they usually do. We, I we, think uh, they also. I mean, there's with all the changes from media like availability on with cars or with drivers when they get out of their cars like maybe they're just trying to meet with more drivers who, i guess i'm not i'm not too sure unfortunately but who, but. who woke up one morning and said it's a terrible idea to show victory lane like, who's that guy um, i don't know i'm telling you do you think that guy made the right call that's i mean that guy's popping champagne he's he's putting on the right hat like he's gonna jump on top of his crew guys that guess what busted their butt to build the car and pit the car yeah and, and the sponsors in Victory Lane, like, come on, man. I mean, I, Kyle didn't put that car together. No. If you want to send the RF camera out there to run around and film Kyle doing burnouts and doing all that bowing crap or whatever it is he does, that's fine. <laughs> but, man, the Victory Lane thing is You're wrong. That's feelings. real. I'm sorry, Jason. I'm, I didn't mean crap. as in crap. I mean, like, just crap. <laughs> Done. I, I don't know why. I don't know why we don't bring the top three to the front stretch and do Victory Lane. Right at the start finish line in front of all the fans, right there. That's victory lane from now on. That's victory lane from now on. Bring a truck out and. We got all three of them right here, man. We put a pile on in front of the one that says one, second guy right here, and we put them up on a little. We put a podium right there. And yep. When he finishes a burnout, all the guys run and tackle him, and we all do what yeah, we do. Yeah, do your burnout, celebrate. pull up to the number one card and stop and get out right there. That's victory lane. Victory lane is a start finish. Yeah, like Formula One, like V8 supercars. Yeah. Casey had to leave. Made her mad. 
after all these shows, she's literally walking out yeah, on us. Yeah, she is, actually. With I didn't no know. explanation. And she just quit on us right there. In the I show. thought she was going to throw up or something. Thought she might be pregnant. Oh, gosh. She can't even <laughs> she defend herself be. this time. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't – I really want the fans in the stands to be closer to the Victory Lane stuff. Ward of Outlaw stops the guy. They, they, they bring the confetti cannons out there and shoot the confetti into the air. I mean, how many people would be at the front of the fence – Oh, everybody. Waiting for that. It'd be, and they're all, they're right there. You know what's cool home. about Martinsville is because that's where it's at. Yeah. People are right there. You know, and then after the race, let them move the cars. Let them push the car I there. St- I still don't understand why TV thinks it's a good idea to not show it. Well, listen, I didn't know, they know this was happening. We move, As soon as the cars move from Victory Lane, you know what we do? Open the gate. Open the gate. Let them open all Open the mm-hmm. gate. Let the fans in. I agree. They still interview, the, like, Daryl Waltrip and them will interview Kyle and Victor and Land, but it's a couple minutes after they do the whole celebration. So, Man, get, that's the thing, though, man. These guys are, they get out of the cars, and that's like, yeah. they, like, on the front stretch, yeah, great, but that's not Victor and Land, That's not with the guys that put the thing together. It's a, that's a, I won, we wrecked, you fix it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Exactly. I mean, uh, let's celebrate, man. The, the the team guys deserve that too. For sure, all them guys, and I mean, all them guys on there. Every single team, there's no difference in all of them, man. They all work their butts off. Yeah, down there. So, Jimmy Kunkel asks, "What is the best race in NASCAR history?" Man, there's been so many good ones. I've seen a lot of great races, man. I know. I agree. I yeah. mean, when you when you look at Dale Earnhardt winning Daytona, finally the Daytona 500. And what was that, 99? 98. 98. Day before I was born. 98, he wins the Daytona 500, finally, right? Like, that certainly was one of the bigger feel-good moments to see all those crews out there Even Derek Cope winning, though, that's a But then when you come back to race. Atlanta, man, and you see Harvick running in the 29 car, running door-to-door uh, with, with Jeff Gordon, right? Yeah. Um, you know, a couple, couple weeks after Earnhardt had passed away, like, I mean – I mean, even even there's been so many good races. So many, man. You know, even Terry Labonte in Bristol. Even, remember that tandem racing where you guys? I don't know if y'all won or not, but like there were three packs of twos. Oh, yeah, we were, there were four packs of twos. Yeah, because you were on the outside by the wall. There was eight cars and yeah. within a half a second of one another. Like not my, even half a second. It'd be like a yeah. It'd be like a third of it. I mean, it, you're tandem, so you're hooked. I think for this question, it literally would have to be like, what's your personal favorite? And and my my yeah. personal favorite win would be Elliot winning in 2001 with the Wood Brothers because that was only my sixth race ever spotting, and I was like, man, this is easy. I'm going to win a lot, you know. And uh, and having the Wood Brothers been in business at that time 50 years and never won a race there, that was probably the the coolest feeling, but man, they're all fun. You, you don't ever win one that's not fun. No, I mean, we all have our favorites. Either there's, I think winning in Michigan with Dale Jr. Uh, after that, I mean, after the um, the, the drought kind of, um, that, you know, obviously, obviously for me, winning the 500 was pretty awesome. Um, and most recently, man, even just going back and watching last year's, to me personally, watching last year's Homestead race was, I mean, that's one of my favorites. How, how would it not be? <laughs> right. You know, I mean, to me, that was a good race, too. You had all four guys starting the top four. Um, one guy stayed out, got on strategy, Kyle, and you didn't know it was – and Kyle's hard to pass, man. Oh, yeah. You had Martin, who was really fast. You had your better. short run speed. Some of them had so long had, run speed. And we weren't in the front row, so we were going to have to pass. Um, I don't know how you get – I don't know how you line up a 10, 15-lap shootout for a championship better than that. No, with, I agree. With, with guys like that, you had – Martin and the 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 background with him and you Joey, had the big three, and me, and you, and me, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but I mean, you had 
was Martin going to let Joey pass straight up, or would he would he do anything? You know, you, people didn't know, but um, yeah, I I mean that's a that was a great race to me, hundred percent. Jay Saunders one one two ask since Bush is doing the dad joke contest, what are your best dad jokes? <laughs> I should bring my daughter on for that one. She's got she's found a video on on um, kids YouTube that's dad jokes, and it she's got some good ones. Yeah, like I'm sure. uh, you know what Beethoven's favorite food is? Uh-uh. Banana. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Or the light bulb. You hear about the light bulb party? That's funny. Did you hear that one? No. It's pretty lit. <laughs> That's a good one, too. She, These are all for my daughter. She can... She'll do, like... Then she'll get on the kick where she makes her own up. Like, why the chicken cross the road? And she'll be like, oh, to get ice cream or something. It's like, yeah. how are you going to do the, this Beethoven and this other joke and then follow up with that? Yeah. Come on, Mads. You got any good dad jokes, Jason? I licked some up. Why did the coffee file a police report? It got mugged. Did you get your hair cut? No, I got them all cut. Ugh. These are just internet ones. But What's your best joke, Jason? No, I don't have a go-to joke. What's your really hot girl in the corner of the bar or club or wherever you're at? You want to talk to her. What's your pickup line? That's a good question. Probably depends on the situation. Okay. Um, I can't think of that off the top of my head. <laughs> he probably just gets on Tinder and see if he recognizes anybody in the bar. <laughs> yeah, wait, we're, no, we're, Instagram. we're close. Let her show up. Is she there? Is she here? I mean, ding, 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 ding. I told um, did I tell you this on before about the the girl from the hills? No. What was her name? Uh, uh, Audrina Partridge. You remember her? No, I don't. I don't she watch from, a lot of TV. I don't. But she was. Uh, that's when we were out in, Holly, in Hollywood, and I. Um, that's when Brad had her come over to me, and I. I mean, I. I. I liked her before, and she was at the same party we were at. Yep. And Brad being a tool went up to her and was like hey my buddy wants to say something to you and i'm like uh what'd you hey, say look at you with all them curves me with no brakes <laughs> <laughs> yeah won't use that one yeah i didn't get her number <laughs> you didn't <laughs> didn't work that out didn't well. work i don't no, know but why actually, that didn't work actually she laughed and she was like yeah. that's pretty good she sat down like it listen man okay we gotta stop we get in trouble <laughs> again Again. Last one. Meg Nilsson asks, what was your childhood summers filled with? Camps, road trips, neighborhood kids, sports practice? Dude, I played outside every day. Outside, building forts. Uh, I fished a lot. There was a couple farm ponds. I would ride my bike. I'd ride my bike probably five, six miles to get to a pond to fish in it. Um, I don't know, man. Just a lot of playing outside. Myrtle Beach. That's all I did every summer. My mom and sister had a little beach house in Ocean Lakes Family Campground, and I would go to Myrtle Beach as often as I could. And I told Clint last week in the Bahamas, thanks for ruining Myrtle Beach for me the rest of my life. Yeah, you don't. Dick move. Dirty Myrtle. Now it's like, man, you want to go to Myrtle Beach? No, not really. Yeah, no. No. Yeah. I'd have to go into the Zumas. I I did a lot. I went to a lot of races during the summer. Uh, I'd go to my grandparents for a few weeks during the summer. Me and my sister would, and... My grandpa owned race cars, so we would go. We'd go racing a lot too. So we had a town pool that charged two dollars in Pageland. It was two dollars a day, and I'd ride my bike from my house to the town pool, spend two bucks. We'd play shark, we'd play oh, snark, yeah. we'd play Marco Polo. Yeah, we'd annoy the hell out of the lifeguards. I lived by a lake like that for, um, or by a lake for two years. I think like right around eighty nine or ninety, and it was Lakewood, New York, right by Jamestown. I'm sure, you may have probably heard of Jamestown uh-huh. at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I used to ride. I was three blocks from the lake probably, and I would ride my bike down there. I don't know how my mom put up with it because now if my daughter rides off on her bike, I'm like. We have heart attacks. Yeah, like where'd you go? I would leave in the morning, yeah. and I would not come back until the sun was We didn't have down. all these idiots out there kidnapping people and I, doing man, the things that these people do, man. I, I, we didn't I have mean, those problems. I just can't even believe, like, my mom would be okay I did the okay same thing. I'd leave and I'd be home I'd go to the beach. Hours. I'd go to the beach all day, get done with there, ride over to my buddy's house, yeah. go find something for dinner. Come, I can't believe I mean, you didn't go to Niagara Falls much, because you were pretty close to that, right? Yeah. Or not really. I well, went we to Niagara Falls quite a bit, but once you live up there and once you go a handful of times, it's... Yeah. I mean... I love the Canadian side of Niagara Falls. It's gorgeous. Well, the American side's blown up a bunch now. Has it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been about five years, six years since I've been. Yeah, it's grown up a lot. That casino in Canada, man. I love I love yeah. that side of the, of the We're actually going to... Um, I'm going to take, take my kids up there here, uh, maybe another year or two. Um, I used to do the road trip. I'd drive to Pocono. Yeah, we'd leave Pocono, we're gonna do. and we'd go to Niagara Falls, and then we'd come back and drive to Watkins Glen, yeah. and then drive back home. It was a long, long road trip, but the kids loved it. Yeah. I mean, Niagara Falls is pretty awesome, though. Yeah. It's awesome. Got anything to rant about? No, I think I've already blown my yeah. I think we've uh, track guy won't sell me my tickets. <laughs> I think it's a pretty smooth weekend, man. I can't think of anything that I saw or you know. I ran. I had my first rant last. So TJ week. and I both want to see tire fall off. Everybody wants to see. It. We don't want to see after thirty laps. Everybody's running fifty four forties. Yeah, or everybody's everyone. Everyone just runs the same lap time. Yeah, you just can't. You know, I want to see guys. Okay, I need to manage this. I want to. Ha- I want a, th- a driver to think in his head: if I go too hard right here, I'm going to pay for it in 20 laps. But I know we probably won't ever get to that. Which point. is what every short track in America does. Yeah, you keep the rear tires on it. What do you do at Richmond? What do you do at Bristol? I mean, Bristol maybe not as much. But yeah, but even not us anymore. Now Martinsville. I mean, you, you, Martinsville and in Richmond, you're trying to keep the rear tires on it. You'll see guys come off of turn four at Richmond so low and straight. Because they're not spinning the tires, they're just trying to save them. Um, you know, I, I just gotta have some some handling issues, and not not just you know not not um, just not the ones we have. We need we need we need softer tires or something. I don't know. All right, I watched American Pie. Oh yeah, based on the recommendation of Freddie and TJ. That's a good one. That one time at band camp, I never knew that, but I always heard it. But now I know where it is. And then the girl turns out to be oh this gosh. like not band geek at all so that was pretty funny um well, did she play play the trombone or what did she play the clarinet uh flute no it was flute, flute or something yeah she made <laughs> oh, some yeah. line about the flute i oh, forget yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a flute because yeah. yeah it's definitely a flute <laughs> there's trombone another, will be in, in, real uncomfortable there's a there's a, another line in the movie where it definitely says yeah, flute. yeah no i remember flute. that too i forget yeah. exactly <laughs> definitely then, not a bass drum <laughs> no <laughs> um then the one time where the kid there was a beer by the bed, and then a kid drinks it, and there wasn't just beer in there. That was pretty funny. Ugh. I can't expand upon that too much. And then the dad opens Jim's bedside drawer and finds some yeah. other things in there. What did he find? I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember. Crazy. Oh, what a wuss. I'm not going to say it on the show. You're going to beep it out anyway. And then I'm probably not going to have any apple pie anytime soon. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> just didn't, doesn't seem as appetizing after watching that film. <laughs> I think you'd want it more. <laughs> no, it was good. I thought it was pretty funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, what are you watching next? American Pie is a good one. That's a real good one. What do you want, Jason? You want scary, funny, funny? I mean, you've seen Wedding Crashers, right? Yep, that was good. Funny's the best. Step Brothers, I'm sure you've seen. Yep. Um, seen Talladega Nights. 
No. Really? <laughs> Just kidding. I was what say, about like I've not seen it. What about Van what? Wilder or something? I've seen like half of it. Van Wilder or uh what's the one with with uh Will Farrell where he's streaking? We're going streaking through the quad. Yeah. Yeah, what's that? What is that? One? You think KFC's still open? <laughs> Dude, that one is real good. Yeah. Uh which one is that? It's not Van Wilder. It's the one where no, it's not Van Wilder. They got the guy that's like the it's leader. Not Anchorman. Because he was in that one, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, we need his, we We're need going his, streaking. Everybody's yeah. doing it. Yes. Will Ferrell. He was a fraternity guy. Yes. Uh, Man, I can't remember. I'll Google. have it here in a second. Will Ferrell streaking movie. Will Ferrell's a funny dude. Old school. Old school. That's <laughs> a good one, Jason. <laughs> oh, my God. Sounds You're my good. boy, Blue. <laughs> You're my boy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, old school's a good one. All right. Just ring the bell, you... <laughs> Yeah, that's oh, a real good one. That is a good one. Yeah. All right, DVC picks. Gosh dang it, man. That was a close one this week. I won. One position. I think we should award like three bonus points for the guy who has the most straight-up wins with the guy oh, they pick. Yeah, because you got all Because I got one. You got one. <laughs> who you got, dog? Uh, you get to go man. first because you lost. Well, who's going to have – you know what? I, I mean, it's from Michigan – I'll go ahead and back you up with Eric Jones. Eric Jones is solid. I'm gonna go with Eric Allen Marola. Marola by morning. Yeah. Up from San Antonio. I already Antone. used him. If I didn't, yeah, that's about all you got left. That's two good ones. That's two heavy, heavy hitters going you, at it. You don't. You have Larson, and then you're gonna be swinging. I'm swinging anyway, dog. No, nah, I'm just a he'll swinging. Be, he'll be swinging. good there. Just a swinging. We done with this show? I guess we're done. You need to go get some uh, lotion. <laughs> I got to get something. I don't think there's anything you can put on that. I don't either. There, you just got to deal with it. Stay off it. You need to lay on your stomach for a while. Stay on my stomach. <laughs> Maybe it'll flatten my stomach out if I just lay on it. I got to go. It sure is flattened out my ass. <laughs> I got to go next it. door here and, and buy one of the Dell Jr. sponsored wedding rings. I broke mine. What happened? I've had the same one the Fake one, obviously, for years, and I went to rip, pull it off, and it Broke. snapped. Yeah. Hmm. Thanks for listening. Share the show on social. Retweet it. Wow, you're in a hurry. Make comments. If you retweet it, it helps us out. So go like it. Share it all over social media. Maybe TJ will share the show too on his social media. Why don't you do a retweet contest to win something? Yeah, maybe we can do something cool. Yeah. Where's Leah? Does Leah still work here? Leah's about to come in once we finish up. Why well, don't? Oh. We used to have cool producer people that would do giveaways and stuff. Cool producer people. You had one producer before me. I'm just saying cool people that would do giveaways and stuff. Yeah, we need a sponsor. If we had Trigger Grills, could give away a grill. I mean, that seems a little extreme. <laughs> I mean, if we're giving away a grill, I'm going to win. Yeah. I'm I mean, going to enter, enter for the grill giveaway, too. I was thinking I still about like don't, a sticker or something. Sure. I still don't know why we don't have Traeger cookouts at racetracks. I know. We need to. I know. Scott. Scott. Buddy. We need a beer deal and a Traeger deal. Yeah, some brisket. You brisket know? and beer. It's just something. Sounds great. I mean, what better thing to do than watch racing? There's nothing better. All right, um, we're anyway. off to Michigan. We'll be yeah. back. We're on uh, We're on from Michigan, and then TJ and I have a weekend off. Go anywhere? Uh, <laughs> I don't know yet. I oh, made, yeah. I've made zero plans. Dirty Myrtle. You going somewhere? Yeah. Where are you going? The coast. Oh, yeah? One of them cities out down that way. Yeah. I mean, there's only there's only really two to three to pick from here. So yeah, it's Myrtle Beach, Savannah, or Charleston, pretty much, right? Yeah. Or there's a lot of cool man. I tell you what, though, like if you get down small to, little towns, yeah, you get down to Polly's Island and Georgetown yeah. and 
There's uh that's a great area. I've man. never been to the Outer Banks. Um, it's a little further than further than. It's a hell of a lot further. It's a little it's further six than, hours. You yeah, can't get there from here. Yeah, it's it's just a pain. Like Myrtle Beach is doable for a morning. You can yeah. leave in the morning. You're there by lunch. Outer Banks is more chill. You know, not as much stuff yeah. to do like Myrtle. Uh, their their sand to me was hotter. Maybe I just had a sensitive feet weekend that week. But when Dude, I walked the hottest out of there, sand, oh. I, I thought my skin was melting. Really? I went. I felt bad for every dog in America I've ever seen walking down the sidewalk on the summer. I'm like, their paws are burning. They got to what my feet are doing. Y'all need to get socks for these damn dogs. I I went to Isle Palms, man. I swear. Sand was was hot. So hot, man. Anyway, Jason, you going anywhere? I'm going to Myrtle Beach, Polly's Island this weekend. Going to Charleston for a day. So, attaboy. Nice. Taking your flute. (laughs) Jesus. All right. That's it. We'll talk to you after Michigan. Holla. See ya. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.